0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to this little bonus episode of Halfway There. This should have gone out in July and I didn't get it done. But you know what? If you were a Patreon supporter, you got the full conversation uh, that was out right on time. So there is that. But so this is, uh, I've been doing these bonus conversations for Patreon subscribers. If you enjoy the conversations that we have here on Halfway There, you can actually get the entire. Conversations. So these are different conversations. Uh, normally, we just have a story. We talk to people about their journey, about uh, finding faith, ups and downs of faith, all those kinds of things. And then um, that's great. That's that's out there and it, and it's uh, you know just available in your favorite podcast app. But uh, I decided I wanted to start having more conversations around topics. And so in this one, I. In, I Uh, Asked my friend Chris Starrin to uh, come back. He was a a guest on the show earlier this year. And I asked him to come back and talk with me about a number of things. And so he tells us all about his podcast, Truce, which is a great podcast. If you're not listening to that one, um, you're missing out because it is a, a really good show. And I think I say in here that it's become one of my favorite podcasts. I don't get a chance to listen to a lot of podcasts these days anymore since I'm not sitting in a cube. But when I do get a chance to listen to podcasts, Truce is one of the ones that I always select. So I would recommend his show to you. But uh, having said that, um, Chris is also a Christian filmmaker. And so we talk about the difficulty of having Christian films. We have a conversation about uh, why Christian films are the way they are which is sort of uh, an interesting dynamic. So I think you will find that interesting. Um, Okay, I got to stop saying the word interesting because I think I've used it about six times already. Not okay. Sorry about that. I think it's this conversation with Chris definitely stimulated my thinking about Christian films in a way that I didn't expect. And I think you will find that as well. So here's a little snippet of that conversation. And again, if you want to get more, you can always find that at, uh, halfway there, hit the support button and you can go to Patreon and make a pledge. It's just $5 a month. Um, certainly if you want to, you want to support the show, it means a tremendous amount to me. So we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Here's a little bit of that conversation with Chris Darren. Chris is the host and creator of truce podcast, which, is my new favorite show. I love it. Every time he comes out with an episode, I listen to it. I don't always get to it the same week, but I will um, definitely get to it because you're asking some good questions, brother. You're bringing up some some interesting topics. That Pretty we have got to to address, and I think it's really good. So your last uh, little series here has been: Should Christians be afraid of Muslims? You've asked that question online. That's a big yeah. deal. That's a that's a powerful that's a good question. question. Yeah. Yes. So that's just an example, friends, of what Chris is doing. Um, he's had a couple others that were really interesting here lately too. So, uh, Chris, welcome to the show, and then just tell us a little bit about truce and kind of how you're thinking about it.
1: Right, yeah, thank you. It's it's such an honor to be here, and thanks for all that you've done, Uh, Eric. You know, with his Christian podcasters uh, Facebook group, encourages a lot of people, and so I'm so excited to be talking to you. Uh, What truce like uh, looks at some of the sticky points that we have in the Christian faith. Uh, If you think about it, like if you go to the chiropractor and you've got all these knots in your back, and then the doctor is just going to keep massaging until you get those knots out. And that's kind of what truce is. is I, This is the show is the chiropractor of the podcast world, <laughs> Christianity. You know, we're, we're taking some of those tough points, like should Christians be afraid of Muslims? And, and we're talking about it because Jesus tells us that we are to love our enemies. And in his day, that was the Roman empire. And if you, if you read history at all, like and you hear about the Roman empire, you realize it was rough. It was rough to be a first century Christian and people were being crucified. People were, you know, being tortured and jailed. Uh, and, and those are the people that Christians, early Christians were supposed to love. So how can we, as, especially as comfortable Americans, hate people when we don't have nearly the kind of issues that they had in the first century. Uh, it's a tough calling to love your enemy. So yeah. we explored that in our series about Islam, as well as how to share the uh, the gospel with your Muslim neighbors. Cause it's, it's so easy to be like, Oh, those people are you know over there and it's there's, Anytime you hear those people, I get a uh, concern, but yeah. <laughs> th- those people, you know, we need to watch out for them and just stay away from that. It's like, no, you should go to them and share the gospel. Totally. That's, that's a hard calling for, for us to deal with. It is. And, and the,
0: the reality is more and more, um, I don't know what's like where you are, but here in Denver, the, you know, there there are people who are Muslim all around us. And so you run into them. And so you do, the question is, how are we going to do that? We, it's easy to feel a little twinge of fear or kind of standoffish. I don't want to interact. Um, but that is not Christ-like in any way. So if there is something that we have to, to do, it is to, to stop being afraid of people and start, stop thinking, I think politically, because I think after nine 11, there was definitely a political, um, aspect to that. That, uh, We've got to we got to put all that aside and, and move into more of what Jesus has asked us to do.
1: Right. We really do. And yeah. that's – it's not easy to do because we do have a lot of emotion tied up in those things, you know. But yeah. Christ calls us to love our enemy.
0: Well, yeah. Even that's the example true. of the Roman Empire, you know, Jesus doesn't um, – he doesn't condemn the Romans crucifying him. He forgives them. I mean that's what better true. example do you need than that?
1: I mean, when he's up there and he says, you know, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. I mean, can you think of a more, I don't know, just powerful phrase in the English language? I mean, like, just unbelievable that you are in the process of being crucified. And I just. Right. I. Yeah.
0: He is astounding, and that's an incredible call to live up to. So, all right, so your show, you you said you use journalistic tools to look inside the Christian church, which I think is cool. So uh, tell us about, like, why journalistic tools?
1: Yeah, well, I uh, – partially um, journalism is, has come under fire under a lot of Christian circles lately. Um, and I think that to kind of, like, sneak that word in there every now and then, I, I'd like to, like, bring back our idea – our faith in what journalism can be that, uh, you know, we can go out there and, and find truth through this. We don't have to just push fear or, you know, pedal for a corporation or something, you know, we can, we can find truth and we can look into things. And so it's partially just that, but <laughs> it's, it's also a focus on like, let's, let's find out what facts are. Uh, let's look at the history of these things. Um, which is not something that's generally done in the christian podcast world because it's very labor intensive right. turns out <laughs> <laughs> uh, very labor intensive uh but it's 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 a lot of fun uh it's a lot of fun to be able to call up experts and just ask them like hey you're an expert in the roman emperor constantine tell me about it um and and sometimes they'll talk to you uh which is just Fantastic, or like I did an episode um, a year ago. Um, NPR is embedded, which is a podcast. They did a series on Scott Pruitt, who was the um, head of the EPA at the time, and uh, and so it was just kind of like, well, hey, I'll call him up. They talked about the faith of this guy, so I may as well talk to them about why they decided to include that. Yeah, and uh, and because it's easy enough for us to stand back and be like, oh, they. They did it because they hate Christians, you know. Uh, to just judge immediately, but uh, I think the power of a show like this is we can call up people and say, "Okay, well, why did you do that? Why did you do it the way you did it?" Um, and uh, oh, it's it's been a blast to try to expand expand our horizons a little bit. A lot, again, a lot of the times I'm looking for those pinch points and being like, "Well, why why are we binding up on this issue?" uh, why are we conking heads with the secular world? Um, so I, it's, yeah, I would, it's, it's hard for me to do anything else. It keeps me up at night and I keep coming up with idea after idea, after idea. Oh, I
0: love it. Have you done yeah. one on uh, Darwinism yet?
1: I haven't, I was pursuing one, um, in the fall, but my expert had to have surgery. And so we never got back around to it. Oh yeah. man.
0: Because I think we live in the shadow of the Scopes Monkey Trial. Like we don't even know. Like we, It's just so much in our, in our DNA right. um, that we just don't even have any idea of how silly some of the things that we believe are and where they came from. So like it's just a question of where do we get the young earth 6,000 year thing? That's right. just some guy who added up years in the Bible, which yeah. is – sort of not scientific at all so yeah. it's like huh? that's interesting yeah. why, why, do we, uh, why do we go with that and we insist on it and then we make it a political point so there's, there's something there's, there'd be something there I think it would be a good topic but maybe, maybe soon
1: I, I was looking more Darwin's next book um, after he came up with the theory of evolution yeah. uh, was a book about eugenics um, oh, yeah. where he wanted to it's sort of the it's sort of a logical leap that if you think that um,
0: yeah you know, survival of the fittest
1: survival of the fittest, well then maybe we as humans should be weeding out the weak um, and was actually that book was an inspiration for Nazism the whole thing.
0: That's, so that's scary. where
1: I was going with it. It's kind of a, it's a really dark turn it takes um, but that, that's more what I was looking into at the time but I, I couldn't get any traction on it, so I just moved on. Yeah, I was well, working on like ten ideas at the same time, so I just go with whichever one's working. Yeah, yeah, that
0: makes sense. Yeah, I just think something like that where we have to we have to consider: okay, are we really as at odds with science as we, and is that because of what we believe about the Bible or not? Anyway, it's an interesting yeah. question.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I wanted to also look at sort of we put science up like it's a monolith sometimes, but science is constantly updating itself. Right. Um, and uh, I think they recently, it was within the last year, they almost doubled how old they think the earth is. Um, wow. It was kind of like, you can just do that. You can be off by, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's that's the other push and pull of it is that we can't worship science either. Um, totally Because it changes a lot. And I think that unfortunately that, when we hold up, well, science says this. It's the, the downside of that was the science is wrong all the time, uh, or science is just limited in its knowledge. Now is what it will be in ten years.
0: Right, or is science against us? I think that's the the right. prevalent the prevailing view of many evangelicals, and that's a problem. And so that's where I think it'd be useful to. It is, yeah. Think about that, and that comes from the Scopes Monkey Trial and that whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, very interesting. Okay, well, I'd love to see an episode on that, but uh, you know, <laughs> if it works out. <laughs> Um, here's what, uh, I want, so another thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, cause you've made a couple of movies, yeah, which I think is really interesting. And, um, I, so your editing on your show reflects your expertise. Cause you just, you have music and you've got people coming in and out and I just love that. Um, but so Christian movies, like why? So first of all, when you wanted to make Christian movies, what was your goal? And then I want to talk about how we might be able to make Christian movies that are better. I'll just say
1: it that way. Right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's, there's a couple of big things. Uh, so I got into Christian films because in film school, I couldn't decide if I wanted to make movies or I wanted to be a pastor. Um, so I was trying to decide those two things because the stories I'm interested in generally are the ones that have to do with faith and with Christianity and and god's love for us uh like everything i've written ends up turning that way somehow um i can't get away from it and and so it was just a great marriage of the two i actually we started making my brother and i started making christian films before we'd ever seen one um and so that was kind of an interesting thing for us and uh, this was just just before the first left behind movie came out um and i think that may have been the first christian film i ever saw
0: i'm so sorry
1: <laughs> did you? you know what? Did you like it's it? Tough. It's tough. I mean, one thing to keep in mind because uh, it's true. Christian, some Christian films are really hard to watch. But if you watched all of the, I mean, the, just the secular films that are made right uh, in in any given year, you will see that eighty percent of them are terrible. <laughs> um, and that's secular films. Uh, yes yep. Especially when you get into independent films where there's not much money, um, right? You're going to see eighty percent of them are unwatchable. Um, so, what you see in any given market, especially the Christian market, is you 're seeing that same success rate, um, but it 's just in microcosm because there 's fewer filmmakers right um, so it 's really easy for us to target that genre. But if you look at how bad independent films are in general, you 'll see that like they 're <laughs> all bad, like they 're bad, which is know? interesting. Like, the majority of them are bad. Um, and then you think about budget-wise, um, Napoleon Dynamite, when you th- saw that movie, um, was wowed Hollywood. I mean, it just like blew up Hollywood because it was made for like $400,000. Wow. Um, which in Hollywood is a tiny budget. It really it really is. It's, mi- um, uh, it's microscopic. Um, whereas uh, I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention here over spring break. And one of my filmmaker friends, Bobby Downs, who's produced a bunch of Christian films, has been telling Christian filmmakers to go make twenty thousand dollar films, as many twenty thousand dollar films as they can. I mean you can make, you know, like what is that? Uh 20, 20, uh twenty thousand dollar films for the cost of Napoleon dynamite. Wow. And that's that's what the market is requiring because the, the distribution is so bad for Christian films right now. Yeah because you can't make money. Uh, Amazon is paying people $0.06 cents per hour watch. So if you watched Bringing Up Bobby, which is my second film, I get $0.09 cents every time you watch my movie from beginning to end. And I have to split that with the, uh, the other filmmaker, my brother. Uh, and <laughs> Four so, and a half cents. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so how do, you, how do you make a living at that? Yeah. You don't. you know. And how do you, how do you make more movies based on that? You can't. Um, and so it's, uh, partially it is like, you're looking at independent films in general are bad, uh, like the, the majority of them. Um, and then fewer Christian films are being made. So you already don't have the numbers don't work out. And then the, it's hard to finance Christian films. Um, so sometimes, and, and, and you're putting a message in a movie. So like,
0: right. Okay. Before we go there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's hard to finance them because there's no guarantee they're going to make any money.
1: And that's true for all films. Yes, uh, that's true for independent films as well. Uh, right. Any independent film, well, even a secular or a, a blockbuster Hollywood film. Yeah. They have no guarantee. It's actually a really, really bad investment to make movies.
0: The whole business is actually really hard, right? Because you have a screenplay, so you've got a writer, and then they've got they've got to get actors and people involved, right? And so then that mm-hmm. gets the, you know and producers and all that. Yeah. And one of those pieces falls through, and sometimes the whole film falls through.
1: It's true, you get one bad actor, one bad performance can ruin a movie, or a right. cinematographer doesn't work out well, or the film gets destroyed, or um, there's a lot of or you know you could have an actor could die midway through production yeah <laughs> you now what do you do um, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of moving pieces that are in there um, i don't think we often appreciate that because some. Secular films are shot across six months, you know, whereas a Christian film, you're, you're fortunate to get like six weeks to make a, a Christian film. Um, and so there's that as well. Uh, <laughs> there's, you know, it's a rush because you're on uh, a small budget. So, yeah, that and trying to get a message across in a movie.
0: Okay, yeah. So let's go to the message thing. So, what? Tell, tell us about that because that I think actually is kind of the crux. So, yeah. I'm guessing that you have some thoughts on whether or not we should be putting messages in movies and how we do that. All right, guys. Hey, thank you for listening. If you want to hear how Chris answers that question right there, uh, should we put move, put, uh, messages in Christian movies? Uh, he has a great response. Um, but it's only available if you are a Patreon subscriber. So again, halfway there, podcast.com hit the support button That'll take you to Patreon. It's just $5 a month to get the extra conversation and uh, it would help uh, out tremendously for me. And I throw extra things in there all the time. I'm I'm always trying to share, especially with the Patreon subscribers, a lot. Those of you who already have subscribed, thank you very much. And those of you um, who are about to because you want to hear the end of this conversation, thank you as well. All right, guys. Hey, I appreciate you whether you are a Patreon subscriber or not. Um, you guys keep me going. I love hearing from you. So always feel free to hit me up again at halfway there, All right, that's it. I'm going to get out of here. Thanks a lot. And, uh, have a, have a great weekend. Okay.